Glory to God. Well, we did have a fun, fun time in Florida at Greater Faith. You know, people say, boy, didn't you enjoy it, sunshine? You know, we saw some sunshine, but we saw a lot of good word, heard a lot of good things, and that's what it was about. And, man, we, we got some good family. How many people just love the people in Florida and they love you back? Right? And it's so good to have that family. It is, it is so fun to go and, and see and, and just be a part of those things. And I'm thankful uh, to the Moors for letting us be a part of it down there and, and just the goodness of God that was shown in it. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Open your Bibles to Matthew 13:58. We'll, uh, we'll talk about this. Amen? You know, I was uh, reading a sign not too long ago. And I won't say what it was on, but I was reading a sign. And the basic principle of the sign was talking about how faith is not reasonable. Right? Believing God's Word or calling those things that be not as though they are or were is not reasonable. And they said if you were a reasonable person, you wouldn't believe or ascribe to these things, basically is what this sign said. And I got to thinking about it and I thought, you know, Really, if you think about it, faith's way more reasonable than fear, right? I mean, just in the natural, you know, fear, if you think about it, you got people, oh, a spider. Well, I weigh 250, over 250 pounds, and I'm not going to say how much more I weigh than that, but I'm pretty sure I could step on a spider and he'd be gone. That's unreasonable to be afraid of a spider, it's unreasonable to jump on a chair and, ooh, mouse, mouse, mouse. A mouse can't hurt us. But fear will make that mouse this big. It'll make that spider deadly every time when most of them are wolf spiders that crawled in from under your porch. And they can't hurt you anyway, right? Everything's a brown recluse. Right? It's a brown recluse, it's a brown recluse. Sure it is. That's what the devil wants you to believe. <laughs> Everything has got to be bigger than it is when, when, when you're in unbelief, when you're in fear. Because fear is unreasonable. Right. It takes something that really can't hurt you if you believe and makes it bigger than the God you believe in. Yeah. Amen? And, and that's one of the most dangerous places to be. You know, we read and we were reading Hebrews all week, actually the first part of it, where he talks about how they did not enter in. Why? Unbelief. Unbelief will keep you out. Unbelief, I mean, you, unbelief, the word unbelief literally means refusal to believe. Right? Because Brother Morse said this over and over again. People say, I just can't believe that. You can believe that. Believing something is a choice. One day you chose to believe in Jesus Christ as your Savior. You've never seen Him, right? You've never talked to Him before that, right? You've never felt Him. Amen? Come on. Right? We're here in church tonight. You yell and do all you want. Talk back to me. I'll talk back to you. Glory to God. I mean... It would be really in unbelief. It would be literally impossible to be saved if you're in unbelief because you refuse to believe. It would be difficult for you to be saved if you could only believe what you see, which isn't believing at all because now you see it. 
Right? What, what, what Paul said was in Romans, who hopes for what they already have? Right? All right? You, you can't believe for what you already have because you already have it. Yeah. Amen? That's why faith is not a, a light switch. It's a lifestyle. Right? We are believers. That, that, that's a, that is who we are. It's not, it's not something we do. It's actually who we are, and we do it because it's who we are. Right? I mean, we eat out a lot because it's who, <laughs> cause we, we, we plan our vacation around food. It's kind of who we are. <laughs> right? We like food. My family likes food. We've always liked food. It's who we are. If you're a faith person, you like faith. If you're a believer, you like believing. You, you, you believe, right? It, it's, it's a choice that you make every day. You wake up and, and you say, I don't care what I feel like. Jesus bore my sicknesses and carried my diseases. I don't have to be sick. And I choose to believe. And then you'll have people and yourself telling yourself, yeah, but you don't feel better. So, so it's unreasonable for you to believe that 1 Peter 2.24 is true. It's, it's unreasonable for you to believe. Why is it unreasonable to believe? Then it is unreasonable to believe, for you to believe that you're saved. Right? If it's, unre- it's, if it's unreasonable to believe that we're healed, it's unreasonable to believe that we're saved. Because healing is as certain as salvation because it's part of it. It's in the same word. So, so when we when we choose not to believe, look, where, where did I say to go? Matthew thirteen fifty eight. What's that say? In his hometown, what happened? He went there, and they said, "Isn't that Jesus? Isn't that Mary's son and James's brother? And isn't he like a carpenter or something? Right? And, and what they got from that was nothing. Why? Because unbelief. Unbelief held them out." of miracles in their own life. Unbelief and, and believing what they'd heard and seen over what he was, what, who he was and is kept them from having what he came there to give. You know, people say, oh, it's, it's tradition. It is tradition, but what it is is only believing those things you know. Right? And, and when you only believe those things you think you know, let's say, that, let's say it that way, then, then you don't believe at all. You're actually in unbelief. And, and unbelief is not non-belief. Right? A lot of people think, think you know, say, I, no, I, don't, I don't necessarily believe. I, just, I, don't, I don't have that. I don't, I'm a non-believer. You're not a non-believer. You're believing something. Yeah. Right? You're, you're believing. You're, you're, you're either believing in, in what you don't believe Jesus, so you believe the other. You believe the lie. If you don't believe truth, you believe a lie. Because there's only one truth. There's only one truth. You've got millions and millions of people believe, that believe a lie and are in unbelief and would tell you, if you said you're an unbeliever, they'd say, no, I'm just not a Christian. Well, yeah. Yeah, there you go. You're in unbelief. You're living in unbelief. Unfortunately, though, you've got Christians that believe for salvation, but then the rest of their life is unbelief. You know, because why? Because if you if you if you burned your finger, you burned your finger. You know, there's nothing you can do about it. You can do something. About it. You know, in my house, my mom never came to me after we burned ourselves and said, "Ooh, you're burned." She never did that. She said, "You." The minute she'd come to you, she'd say, "Oh, you can walk through the fire and not be burned." 
And, and, of course, as a kid, we'd say, well, that's unreasonable, Mom, because I'm already burned. She'd say, no, you don't have to be burned. Why? Because she was a believer, right? And, and, and these, the, those, are, those are things that, that Christians and people that are in faith will do. They believe. Therefore, they speak. What do they speak? They speak what they believe. What do you believe? That he bore my sicknesses. He carried my diseases. He, he's a good father God, and he's taking care of me. You know, a lot of people say, you know, people say, well, I believe that I won't get COVID, or I won't get this sickness, or I won't get that sickness. But then the minute they had a symptom of it, say, say they even got tested and got tested positive, you still need to believe that you won't, you'll be healed from COVID, right? If you don't have it, you're being healed from it. You're being kept from it, right? Why? Because by his stripes, you were healed from it, before you ever experience it, and even if you experience it, you still can be healed of it. Don't stop believing. There's never a time in a Christian's life where they stop believing. When the minute you stop believing, you quit. You just quit. And, and, and just quitting puts you in a place where everything that you now don't believe anymore can come on you. Right? Because now you call things that be you call things that are as though they are, right? I don't feel good, I'm sick. I don't have any money, I'm broke, right? And, and you know, people will tell you, if you say, say I'm, I'm rich, and they'd say, what do you mean? We know you're poor. I said, no, I'm rich. The Bible says I'm rich. I said, but we know you're poor. The Bible says I'm rich. One of them is belief. One of them is unbelief. The one we reach for every morning, Right? Let, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I'm rich. You know, we call those things that be not as though they were. Why? Because we were healed, right? Jesus made us rich. We, we have all these things. And, you know, people say, well, I've been believing that for 18, 18 years and I still don't have it. The only thing you can do is quit or go on, right? You can quit or you can go on. I'm glad that I kept listening and pushing and pressing for seven years while I had businesses that were basically bankrupt. But, but I didn't quit. And don't get me wrong, I had moments. You know, because you're, you're tired of it and you don't want to deal with it anymore. Sickness is the same way. You're tired of it and you don't want to deal with it anymore. And, and you can quit at any time. You can quit. But as a Christian... Don't you know there's always something in you that just says, oh, if I can just make it another day, if I can just make it another hour, if I can just get through this, if I can... and you know that God's right there with you. And if you'll just keep pushing, if you'll just keep pressing, if you'll never say quit, then you never become an unbeliever. You always are a believer. And one day that spark hits in you, that, that, that little that little mustard seed it hits in you and you know you still aren't out of the woods but something in you knows and you're like wait a second not only have i been saying i'm going to make it i'm going to make it and now you're not just saying it now that faith that would that you've been working on in your heart is now faith and you know that what you're saying is truth and you begin saying it in a way that you weren't saying it. Why? Because you didn't quit. You didn't give up. You didn't say, forget this. It's not worth it. Right? It is worth it. 
Why? Because it has to work if we don't quit. If you don't stop believing, right? Or if you don't unbelieve, right? If you don't unbelieve, you will receive. Amen? Because unbelief is what keeps us out. Belief is what puts us in. Amen? Look at Mark 11. Our words are believer words, not unbeliever words. Amen? And, and, and our belief is in our Father God. Our belief is in Him. I'll give you an example. It's in Mark 11:22, I'm sorry. It says, have faith in God. The first part of faith is have faith in God. In other words, who's going to get you through? God. Your words are words that God gave you. Your, your faith is in what He said what he's doing, what he's done. Think about David. David in uh, David going against Goliath. Let's just look at that. It's First Samuel. I wrote it down, but look at my notes. I wrote all around them. So, and I can't read most of my writing anyways. First Samuel 17. First Samuel 17, look about verse 45. This is David's faith statement. He says, Thou comest to me with a sword and a spear and with a shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. In other words, I'm coming against you in faith in my God. Right? In in faith in the covenant that he's given us that you don't have. Amen? But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defied. And he's talking about God. He's not talking about David. He's not telling... You know, sometimes when we say to the mountain, we act like we're the ones that make that the mountain should be afraid of. You are, but it's because of the God in you. Right. It's because of the Father over you. Yeah. You know, it's like you're standing here and you're this tall and then they look behind you and God's backing every word you just said. Right. And he's huge. There's no mountain bigger than God. And that, you know, that's why they use things like Goliath. You know, because Goliath was huge, but it didn't, it didn't, that was nothing to David because he wasn't looking at the mountain, he was looking at his God. God was huge. He wasn't looking at how big his spear was, how big his sword was, he didn't care because he had gotten somewhere where he shouldn't be. He didn't, he not only didn't have the right to be there, he didn't have the ability to be there. Amen? He had no covenant and they, they had a covenant with the creator of the universe. Verse 46, he said, This day, now, now he's speaking to the mountain. He told, he told him who his authority was from first, and now he's speaking to the mountain. This day will I, will the Lord deliver you into my hand. I will smite you. I will take your head. Amen? And I will give your carcass to the host of the Philistines and unto the fowls of the air and the wild beasts of the earth. What's he saying? He's saying, because of who I am, this is what's getting ready to happen to you and because of who you're not. Amen? And see, that's what you say to sickness and disease. That's what you say to, to, to poverty and lack spirits that are trying to come against you. Because of who I am, because I serve the Lord of hosts, because I serve God Almighty, the Father, my Father, you cannot come against me. And in fact, I come against you, sickness and disease, and I cast you out. I say, I, I tell you to come to not in the name of Jesus because I was healed before you existed. Yeah. 
I was healed before sickness, this sickness or disease. You were healed. You know, people say, well, we don't know how long COVID's been here. It hasn't been here since before the foundations of the earth, I'll guarantee you. And that's how long we've been healed. Right? And, and so it doesn't matter what the disease is because what, what's, what, what the devil's going to try and do is get you into unbelief because he can't fight you any other way. So he's going to try to make the mountain look bigger than your God. Then he's going to try and make it look... Well, think about what did he do with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Right? They go and they won't bow. So the king calls them before him and he says, you know... If you're not going to bow, we're going to throw you into this burning furnace. Furnace was already lit. It was already going. Right? And, of course, they said, not only are we not going to bow, we don't have to bow. And even if you throw us in the furnace, we're still not going to bow because our God will save us. Right? People think that they said, if he doesn't save us, but that's not what he said. He said, he, said, he said, our God will save you. They were in faith the whole way. That's why the, that's why the story's in the book, and they didn't burn up. Had they, had they said, you know what, even if we burn up, we'll still go to heaven, that's what they'd have said. They didn't say that. You know, that's just people wanting to find the Word of God and to make it fit their, their failures. Don't, don't fit your failures into the Word of God. Get rid of your failures with the Word of God. Right? It, it, God's Word will bring you into unfailing land all the time you don't have to be a failure at anything right and and so they said he said so he got mad and what did he say he said heat up the furnace seven times hotter why because you got to get them got to get them to quit you got to get them to in fear well that makes no sense it's unreasonable why it would have burned them up with the with the heat it was already in there right it doesn't matter how hot the fire is fire will burn you up Right? It's completely unreasonable. For, for, but see, that's the devil. He's going to try and get you to be unreasonable. Because faith is reasonable. It believes in total truth, total love, and complete deliverance. Faith has no question that God not only is able, but will do everything he's told us he will do and has done everything he's told us is done. Faith believes that, and it won't let go of it. It won't unbelieve. When we won't unbelieve, we receive. Amen? If we refuse to walk in unbelief, then we don't keep ourselves out of the rest of God, the things that God wanted you to have the whole time. They, 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 were, they were kept out of the land that God promised them. Why? Well, there's giants. We can't do this. We're too small. We're like grasshoppers. What, what, what happened? They weren't like grasshoppers. Unreasonableness came in. Right? What God told them to do, they now couldn't do because of unbelief. When, when you unbelieve, you can't receive. Amen? But when you believe, you can receive. In fact, is when you believe, you have received. When you believe, because then you really rest. I remember that day that it finally dropped in my spirit. I'd listened to two billion messages on faith, and you'd have thought I'd have got it a long time before I did. But all of a sudden, that dropped in my spirit. My brother sitting by me. He said he looked at me and he said, "We're going to make it," and we both got it at the same time. 
And when we did, nothing changed the next day. I still had to call every bill collector and find out how, what I had to do to get this, this product in and that released and, and tell them I'm sorry because I'm so far behind. And still had to do that the next day, but I did it differently. Why? Because I had faith. I was coming out. I was coming out that day. I, that, that day I came out. And, and, and when, if people would ask me today, when did you come out? I came out that day. Now, how many years after that did it take before everything was good? I don't know. I don't remember. It's all good now. Right? Why? Because I didn't let myself get unbelief. And it, it, don't get me wrong, I had a lot of opportunities and came really close to just, you know, even sitting down and trying to figure, okay, if I did this, this, and this, I could come out this way and... And it was all awful. <laughs> you know, those answers are no good. You know, when you try to figure out things on your own, there's no faith. So your answers are no good. And so you're not going anywhere. You're not getting anything accomplished. Because you're why? You're, un, you're in unbelief. If you're trying to figure out your own life, you're in unbelief. Right? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not believing God, so you're in unbelief. There's only two things. There's unbelief and belief. Right? People say, well, I just really wasn't believing anything. Exactly. Not believing anything is unbelief. Right? The, the children of Israel not only not believed, but they refused to believe even after they had a word. If you have a word from God and then you choose, to, to choose not to believe, you now refused to believe. It's going to be very difficult for you to enter in until you believe. And, and God's merciful. How many chances does he give us all? He is so merciful. He is so kind. And, and we could miss it. And thank God that he gave me seven years to get that. Why? It shouldn't have took seven years for that to drop into my spirit. Right? It was, I wasn't waiting on him. He was waiting on me. The work was finished from the foundation of the earth. He was waiting on me. So... My faith had to get to the place where it could receive that. Amen? It says, Have faith in God, for verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into sea. And again, you've got to go back to have faith in God. And shall not doubt. Doubt what? Doubt God. Right? It's God. God or His Word, and which, is, which you cannot separate. If He's given you a word, you don't have to doubt. You can't separate God from his word. I know he said this, but will he do it? That's, that's, that is a perfect definition of unbelief. Right? Yep. right? Because what's, the, what's, the, what's the, per, the definition of belief when you go to Abraham? He staggered not at the promise or the word of God in unbelief, but gave glory to God. How? By what? Believing that what he had said, he, what he had said, promised he was able to do. And, and that's, that is perfect definition of belief. Belief is where you want to stay. Not, 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 in, not in the sense realm. You don't need to see it or know how you're going to do it. You just need to know that God will take care of you. God said he would and he will. Look at, um, look at Mark 5. Let's look at a, an instance here with Jesus. Mark 5, 22. Mark 5.22 says, And behold, there come, cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus, by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet. 
which is a good thing to do when you see Jesus, amen? And, and, you know, a lot of people think begging. No, he felt his feet because it was Jesus, and he was operating in an anointing in this earth. And he besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee come and lay the hands on her, and she may be healed. What did he pray thee? That come and lay your hands on her, and she will be healed, and she will live. Now, the Lord had to give him that because all she needed at the time that when he was talking to Jesus was healing, right? She didn't, need, she didn't need to be raised from the dead at that point. She wasn't dead. But he said, I believe if you come pray with her, not only will she be healed, she'll live. Amen? And so this is where his faith was, that if Jesus would come, that, that she would be healed and she would live. And so Jesus said, let's go. And he starts off by his house. And, of course, Jesus, you know, he's been healing people over, so he's got a crowd all around him. That, that, that's the same point that the lady touches the hem of his garment. Why? Because she said in her heart, if I can touch but the hem of his garment. What? If she believed that if she touched the hem of his garment, she'd be healed. And what she believed, she received. Right? If she unbelieved it, she wouldn't even have been there. She wouldn't even be in the store. She wouldn't even be in the book. But because she believed... She received. And so Jesus, knowing that, turned about and said, Who touched me? And then you guys know the rest of the story. She starts giving her testimony. Well, this isn't a long... This isn't a short testimony. Right? She goes back, Ah, 12 years, and I went to the doctors, and this happened, and, and, and she. this is a testimony. Right? And, you know, some people... Guys are a little different than ladies because ladies... They'll go back to like preschool and then they'll tell you the story. And, and, and the guy's sitting there when, and he should be listening and he's not. He's going, I wonder when the end of the story's coming. Because I just want to know what happened. I don't want to know how it got there. Right? I don't want to know how the sausage got made. I just want to eat it. Right? <laughs> Let's put it on the grill and go. Read the instructions later. But, but they're gonna, this is a lady and she's telling the whole story. Right? And guys, we should listen when the whole story is being told, by the way. <laughs> okay, and ladies, you should be kind enough to realize, no. No. No, we won't go there. This isn't marriage meeting. I'll need to go to that soon. So, But she's telling the whole story, and he's had, this is opportunity for him to quit or, or to get in fear. Jesus, Jesus, she's at point of death. Jesus, she's at point of death. doesn't say anywhere in here that he was doing that. Now, was his mind thinking that? Probably. I got a daughter, and I I can tell you right now, it would be fighting me. But if I'm going to believe, I'm going to believe. Amen? And and so you know all that time the devil's trying to make that furnace seven times hotter. Right? Oh, man, look at all this time that lady's taking. Man, she's taking a lot of time. I can't believe Jesus is sitting there listening to this. He could just say, great, I'm glad you got healed. Amen, sister. No. But he's listening to the whole story. Why? Because she's glorifying God. She's glorifying God. She's telling how she was healed from something that was unhealable. Is that a word? It's a good word. Unhealable. I like it. And so he's sitting there waiting, and finally this is done. But about the time it's done, the people come from his house and say, don't bother, don't bother the master anymore. Your daughter's dead. How big's the mountain now? Huh? 
This is the line right there between, between quitting and unbelieving or staying and believing. Amen? And, and this, is, this is where we all come to, whether it's this, this serious or whether it's a, it's, a, it's a cold. You know, it takes the same amount of faith. Right? It takes the same amount of faith to stand and say, no, this is what I've believed. This is where I'm going. This is what I'm standing on. I refuse not to believe this. I've got the same word. It never changed. This is what I believed when I came here, that if Jesus would come, she'd be healed and she'd live. This is what I believe. And this, this was his po- spot where the devil said, ah, got you now. It's too late. It's too late. But Jesus was there. Jesus was there. And you know, we got the Holy Spirit and there's many times where the Holy Spirit turns around and says, don't, stop, you only believe. And if we just listen, we'd see that because it's a trick of the devil to make that bigger than God. You can't make something bigger than God. He can recreate something out of ashes if he has to. You cannot make something bigger than God. Cancer is not bigger than God. Heart problems, not bigger than God. I've had people come to me and say, our marriage is beyond fixing. No, no, no. If you'll believe, all things are possible. Amen? And, and, and these are the things, this is the point. And, and Jesus wheels around and he says, don't be afraid. What's he saying? Don't unbelieve. Don't unbelieve. Don't be afraid. Don't quit. Don't stop. Don't, don't take, don't, don't throw that word away. Right? Only believe. What are you only believing? What, what you had in your heart. That if Jesus came to your house, she'd be healed. And she'd live. Be guaranteed, if she was dead, she got healed and lived. Right? So he, so he got everything that he believed. If he had unbelieved, he would have got nothing. He would have, he would have never entered in. But see, we look at somebody that like, we, we see them like we see ourselves many times. We, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, what are we going to do, what are we going to do? I think he was at rest. I think he knew that if Jesus just came and that he only needed that word of assurance and, and it's in us. There's a word of an assurance that's in us. We have, we have the love of God shed abroad in our heart which gives us great ability but it also gives us the knowledge of God's love for us. Right? That's why he put it in there. He wanted you not only to know what you could do but know what you had. Right? He, he shed abroad his love in your heart so you could have a knowledge of who you are to him. And if you'll seek him, he'll tell you and show you how much he loves you. He'll show you all the good things that he ever desired for you and gave you. Amen? The, 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 the love of God that's shed abroad in your heart, it gives you ability to love people that you couldn't love otherwise, but it also gives you the ability to know the Father like you would never know him otherwise. Amen? And when you know him, then you realize that he'd never fail you. Right? And it makes unbelieving much more difficult. Right? Because there's always something in you when you have the Holy Spirit shed abroad, in your heart shed abroad the love of God. There's always something in you that says, I can't stop because I know I'll make it if I just hang on. There's something in you that will keep you going if you'll just hold on. 
If you'll just hold on, for, and, and that's what you, I'll make it another minute. Okay, I'll make it another two minutes. I'm going to get through this. I'm going to make, and then all of a sudden, when you keep saying that, all of a sudden, oh, wait, I feel a little better. Okay, let's go another minute. Five minutes later, I'm feeling pretty good. Two days later, you know, I'm feeling real good. What happened? Did you just get better? No, God healed you. Do you want to just get better or you want God to heal you? Because when you're healed, you're delivered from it. When you just get better, you just got better and you could get it again. Right? When you're healed. Right? You're set free. You're made free from that. Amen? That's why you don't ever, just because just those symptoms got on you, doesn't mean you stop believing. You believe. You are a believer by nature and by characteristic. That's what we do. Right? When people say, what are you going to do about this? Say, I'm going to believe God. Yeah. What are you going to do this? I'm going to believe God. And you're going to have a verse. You're going to say, he bore my sickness. He carried my diseases. By whose stripes I were healed. And, and you're always going to have something. Yeah. And you're not only going to have it, you're going to know it. Yeah. And because you know it, you're going to carry it through. And, and you're going to see the end of your faith. What is it? The salvation. The salvation of yourself. What, what's that mean? I'm in heaven? No. Victory right there now. Salvation didn't mean victory for when you get to heaven. It meant victory right here on the earth. You began victory the day you made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. How much of that victory you taste will depend on how much you choose to believe. Right? His grace is so vast that that you couldn't... I don't know that in a lifetime you could reach in and grab all that he's done. I guess you could or he wouldn't have done it all. But if you don't reach in and grab it with your faith, you may never experience most of the grace he's given. Amen? The grace to get to heaven is great. It's awesome. But that grace healed you. That grace keeps you. That grace gives you favor in this earth. And That grace is your salvation. But your faith... Your belief, your believing has to be your daily walk. It says, it says in Hebrews, it says, the just shall live by faith. In the NIV, believe it says, my righteous ones will live by faith. And then it says, and if they shrink back. What's shrinking back? Unbelieving. He said, I, I won't have any pleasure in them. Why? Because what are they doing? They're, 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 they're pushing, they're pulling back from what they believed. They're seeing something else as greater than what God told them. And see, that's what we have to watch for because the devil's going to try and get these things to be bigger than the word that's in you. People say, I got a word, get more. Yeah. Right? Get more, yeah. right? Well, well he compares, he compares uh, your faith to a grain of mustard seed. And I don't believe that's just size, right? He said, he said if you have faith... As a grain of mustard seed. He didn't say the same size as a grain of mustard seed. He said as a grain of mustard seed. In other words, if you have faith like a seed, right? Don't just hold it. What good, what good is a seed that you hold on to? Right? If somebody, if somebody was hungry and you said, oh, I got a seed, but I'm holding on to it. <laughs> now, you can't have my seed. But yet if you planted that seed, you could feed them. Right? If you plant your seed of faith in your heart, that's what's it say, and the word that was put in their heart was put into good soil, 
and it produced 30, 60, and 100 fold. Why did it do that? It was put in good soil. If you, if you get that faith that's in your heart, the, the faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing the word. Well, it's the same word that he's talking about that Jesus was talking about, the word that you put in your heart. And as you put it in your heart, it begins to grow. What, what's it say about the mustard seed? Jesus says it just soon after. He talks about your faith being like a mustard seed. He said the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. Smallest seed you can have. But when you put it in the ground, it becomes the largest herb in all the garden. And many, and many fowl come and seek shelter under it. So then when, when we do that with our faith, when we choose to, to, to believe and not unbelieve, what happens is we begin to walk. And, and you ever noticed men of faith that, that have proved, been proven in faith? People want them to pray for them. Why? Because they planted their mustard seed. The tree's getting big. Right? And, and people will look for you if you get, you know, and, and sometimes your faith is what they need to get their faith over. Amen? But you've got to have faith first. Right? You've got to have that faith. You've got to have, you gotta have that, that unyielding belief that God's Word cannot fail and will not fail you. And, and when you believe that, you receive the things that he's, that he's giving you. Amen? And, and it doesn't matter how hot they make the fire. Right? <laughs> right? It doesn't matter how hot they make the fire because it didn't, the first fire could have killed you. Right? And that's the thing. What was the brother Jesse that said one time? Well, if you're swimming over your head, <laughs> you know, the water's already over your head. You, you know, you could have drowned the here, but the water's over your head now. Keep going. Right? I don't remember exactly how he said it, but, you know, if the water is over your head, you're already in over your head. Right? Keep paddling. Get, get through it. Glory to God. He's helping us today. Look at Mark 4. Fear will cause you to do and say stupid things. Right? Unbelief is stupid. You know, people say, people say faith makes no sense, but unbelief makes no sense. And, and, and for the devil to make it make sense to us and, and, and cause us to, to unbelieve, and we've all done it, it just means that we were deceived. Because faith always works. Faith in God has never failed, and it never will. Mark 4, 38, and, and, he, and this is when the storm came on the sea. And Jesus, in, in the verse 38, he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they, and they awoke him and said unto him, Master, now this is fear. This is how fear talks. And you have people pray like this. Lord, if you really cared about me, you'd heal me. Right? <laughs> and, and God's saying, I already did. I cared so much about you that I healed you before you were sick. Right? right? I healed you before you were born. That's how much I cared about you. But, but we say things like this. Lord, if you just cared about me, you're, and when we were kids, we used to say stuff like that. Mom, if you really loved me, you'd give me some ice cream. You'd let me go to this concert where I shouldn't be if you really loved me. No, she wouldn't. She really loves you with real love. Amen? But that's what fear will do. It will cause you to do stupid things. You can't manipulate 
the, the, the goodness of God. It's already here. The way you get to the goodness of God is you believe He's good. That, that's it. You want, you want the goodness of God in your life? Believe He's good. There it is. There's your answer. It was big and we, it was deep and we had to really get to it. Right? But if you want the goodness of God, what you do is you believe that He's good. And don't quit. Don't quit what? Don't quit believing He's good. Because He's good. Don't ever come to this time where you get to a place and, and, and you're, you're, the bill's due tomorrow and, Lord, Lord, don't you care that they're going to sue me? Don't you care that I'm not going to have food? Don't you care that my kids aren't going to have Levi jeans or have to wear plain pockets? Don't you care? <laughs> and, and really what you're doing is, is you're despising God because this is the God who loves you. You're, you're despising Him right now. And you're trying to manipulate a reaction from, from the supreme being of the universe. Like you're trying to outsmart God to get Him to do something that He's already done because he's, you're outsmarting yourself. Amen? And, and, and it, it, we, we don't want to... Believers, what's Brother Moore say? Believers are not beggars. Why? Because begging doesn't work. Begging has never gained anybody anything from God. Amen. <laughs> and he said, he said Master, carest thou, carest thou not that we perish? In other words, we're dying here. And he, he, was in the, he rose and he rebuked the wind. And he didn't even say anything. He just got up, told the, told the wind to stop. And then he looked at them and he said, when really he could have said, why are you being stupid? I mean, you really could have. And it wouldn't have been being wrong. It would have been love. And he said, you're, being, you're, you're really being stupid. You know that I care about you, first of all. And you also know that I'm on the ship. So at that point in time, I don't know that they know they could have said anything to it. But they did have Jesus. And you know what the, question, the best question would have been? Jesus, there's a big storm and, we're, and it's kind of rough out there. What should we do? And he might have said, hey, go up there and rebuke the wind and waves and tell it to be peaceful. But when you don't ask him what to do, he can't give you a word. Right? Instead, what he does is you didn't ask because you didn't trust that I could get you through this unless I came up myself. So you didn't have any faith. And that's what he said. You're faithless. Which is another word for unbelief. Faithlessness is a word for unbelief. And, and that's what he said to them. He said, why do you have no faith? He didn't say, why, are, why is your faith small at this point? He said, why do you have no faith? Why? Because they tried to manipulate without faith. They tried to get something from God using, using manipulation. There's no other word for it. And, and using God's heart, trying to pull on his heartstrings when he is love. You, you can't teach love to love. You learn love from love. Amen. It's good. Pretty good. I'm going to remember that. Thank you, Lord. So, so, so they, so they were told they had no faith. Unbelief is faithlessness. We don't want to be there, right? We want to be of those that 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 abound in faith. We want to be of those that plant our seed. Every time we hear that word, we make sure that we hear it right. Remember what he said. What, let me look, let's look it up here. He said it in. Uh, um, wow, I've got lots of notes that we're never going to see. 
right? Luke 8, Luke 8, 18 is right after he talked about the good word. In Luke 8, 18, he said, take heed therefore how you hear, right? And what's he saying? He's saying there's four ways to hear, and he, and he showed you all four of them before we ever got to it. Those are four ways to hear, right? There, there, was, there, was, the rock, there was the rocky soil. No, there was the, the hard ground, the rocky soil, the thorny soil, and the good soil. All those were ways of hearing, that they were ways of hearing. And that's why I said, so that's why I said be careful how you hear, because you're gonna, you could hear this. There's a giant out there. Oh, my! Or you could say, God... I got God, right? You could say there's a mountain there. Oh, that's huge. Oh, look how big God is. It depends on how you hear it. It's either a huge mountain or a big God, right? It's a huge problem or, or, a, or a promise kept, amen? It, it's, it's a sickness that takes you out or it's a healing that was given. One of those is bigger. And it's always got to be God. It's always got to be His Word. We always have to hold on to the truth of His, God, of His Word, the promise that He's given, and refuse to let go of it. And when we refuse, we hear right. We can hear right. When we hear things, they're never bigger than Him. When we hear things that, that we thought were bigger than Him, they're not. The devil's going to try to heat up that furnace seven times hotter every time you're going through something. And, and the, if you say, yeah, I'm going to make it, then he's going he's to heat it up a little more. Yeah, I'm going to make it. And when, when, when's he going to quit? When you come out of there with Jesus, just like they did. Amen? And lose. Why? Because they were, they were delivered before they ever went in. Why? Because they believed they would come out. Their faith made them whole. And that's, that's what belief does. Unbelief keeps you out of things like that. You're burned up in the fire, right? You lose the job. You lose the marriage. You lose the kids. You lose, you, you lose your house. You, you, you get sick. You, you don't get well, right? That, that's what unbelief gets us. But belief keeps us in that lane where we're always ready to receive from the Word. And, we're, and we always have that something in us that says, No, I won't quit today. I won't quit today. This is the day that the Lord has made. I'll rejoice and I'll be glad in it. And I will follow Him and I will trust Him. He said, That's my land. He said, I'm healed. He said, I'll make it. He said... Amen? And when we do that, we, we receive these things. Because why? Because we have a hope that's in us that won't quit. And, and when we won't quit, we'll have our expectation. If you're expecting to be healed, you will be. Amen? If that's what you're expecting, if you believe His Word and that's what you expect, that's what you'll have. Amen? And when we have that, when we, when we begin to be careful about those things that we hear, amen, take heed how we hear, not only do we get what we just got, we got more. We get more. We get, what, what we, have, we get more faith. More. What do you get? You get more. Why? Because you planted it in you. It's in this good soil of your heart. You're now reaping a harvest off of what you believed. Amen? 
and you begin to get 30 and 60 and 100 fold more than what? You're getting more faith. You're getting more, you're getting, you're ready, right? How many, how many people believe things big for bigger things today than you did 10 years ago? Well, then your faith got bigger. Amen? And that means somewhere along the line, you didn't let go of some things, right? If you stay back, if you shrink back, you've let go of some things. You've quit, right? But if your faith's bigger, and I'm not saying we couldn't have done better, right? I'm sure we've all missed it. We're all men, women. We've missed it. But if we keep going, if we keep pressing, we say, you know, Lord, I did miss it. I I gave up. I'm back. Right? If you gave up on something that you know God told you you could have, amen, you had a word, you can still have it. Right? Come back and get it. Come back and get it. God's merciful. He's kind. He's good. And He has good things for us. He's not, he's not keeping things back from us. If, if you'll just get that mustard grain of seed back out. Right? Don't hold it. Don't hold the seed. You can't do anything good with it. Hold it. Plant that seed. Plant that seed of faith and say, God, I'm doing it. I'm holding on. I believe. And, th- and let that grow. Let that become bigger in you than anything coming against you. And as, as, our, as our faith in God is bigger than anything coming against us, then we don't become quitters. We become believers. And unbelief won't keep us out. We'll, we'll be in getting our healing. We'll be in saving our marriages. We'll be in having our kids' lives blessed. We'll be prosperous. We'll have the things that God wants for us, and we'll refuse not to have those things that he's bought and paid for us to have. Right? Believers do that. They just hook on and won't quit. And the devil hates that because he can't do anything about it. He has, he has nothing to say until you do this. But as long as you're grabbing hold, he can't pull you away. He can have no place in your life. He cannot keep you from getting it. He cannot keep you from having it. And he cannot keep you out of the rest of God. Amen? Glory to God. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. He's helping us. Amen. I got any believers in here tonight? We're not, we're not of the unbeliever camp. In fact, it is we're of the camp that wants to help unbelievers believe. Right? When, 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 they, when we come to the, the sea, we want to be those that say, come on. Or not some of those say, oh, we can't make that. Right? We want to be those that encourage and lift up. We want to be those... That, that, that not only make it ourselves, but we take others with us. Amen? Glory to God. You got a song, Susan?